You're listening to a Fat Cat Media Podcast. If you love caravanning, four-wheel driving, fishing, camping, gold detecting, exploring places, history and visiting destinations all rolled into each episode, welcome to the Road Less Travel Podcast, a podcast that documents and captures the Australian spirit of travel, discovery and adventure. And each week you can join myself where together we'll experience adventures all around Australia with glimpses into a world that's faded into history. The people, the places, the way of life. This is the Road Less Travelled. This is The Road Less Travelled, presented by Nikki Shea. Welcome to this week's edition of The Road Less Travelled podcast. Nikki Shea back in the seat with you. Welcome along. If you're a first-time listener, welcome along to the podcast. And if you're a seasoned listener, welcome back. Great to have your company. Great to have your support. We really do appreciate it. As always, you can interact with us at any time on 0427528467. You can SMS or give me a phone call. Email is fatcat at iinet.net.au. That is fatcat with a P-H-A-T-C-A-T. You can find out more of what we're doing on our website, which is fatcatmedia.com.au, and give us a follow and a share and a like on Instagram and on Facebook too. We're quite active on social media, and also you can check out our YouTube page. All those links you can find on the website too. And a shout-out too to our friends in both Victoria and New South Wales and parts of Queensland too who are suffering terribly with uh, ongoing floods. So our thoughts are certainly with you, and hopefully the... Um, the sun starts shining and clearing up can start to begin and also get the support and financial backing and support that is so desperately needed in those regions. So our thoughts are certainly with those who are suffering at the moment through the floods of New South Wales and Victoria and also in Queensland too. Now this week I thought I'd have a chat to you about one of our recent trips that we did without a caravan. We decided to be and be it and that was a trip that we did down to the uh, eastern part of Gippsland in Victoria. It's a region which is abundant with sights and delights and of course there's always wineries and so forth to check out and you can explore the towns along this magnificent road and surrounding areas and we decided to check out the Great Alpine Road. You'll be treated to picturesque valleys, magnificent winter snow-covered Alps, beautiful national parks and I've got to say there were snow-covered Alps in November. You can stay a while and you can take in interesting side tours, uh, attend local festivals, markets, browse some of the quirky op shops, the art galleries and try all the gourmet foods, wines, beers and ciders. There's a wide range of activities suitable for the whole family. And make sure that if you are in winter, you check out the road conditions and carry snow chains and safety experience is one of the best drives in Australia. It's a scenic high country route and what it does is it links Victoria's northeast to Gippsland in the south. The Great Alpine Road winds through mountains, valleys and forests, past rivers, vineyards and farms with so much to see and experience along this 300 kilometre route. Now, the Great Alpine Road, it peaks at Mount Holtham at an altitude of 1840 metres with absolutely stunning views that are just perfect for holiday photos and I'm sure in winter the snowy vistas would be perfect too. The region provides excellent opportunities for snow skiing, fishing, cycling, rafting, canoeing, kayaking, horse riding and walking and these are all popular activities throughout the year, not just in winter. And with each season it brings its own activities and colour. Now, even in the winter months, you'll find events celebrating the culture, food, wine and sports of the region. The heritage reflected in the region's streetscapes, the mountain huts and picturesque township has inspired some of Australia's most well-known legends, including the bush poet 
Banjo Patterson's The Man from Snowy River and the tales of the bushranger Ned Kelly. Now, cafes, restaurants and bakeries provide a splendid array of produce available in and around the region. For the wineries and breweries, you can optimise the area's uh, sort of cooler climate, clean, fresh air, waters and soils to get the best from their produce. They have a wide range of accommodation on both sides of the Great Dividing Range and on top as well. There are options for every style and budget from glamping in the snow and caravanning to hotels and alpine lodges. With picturesque valleys and the majestic mountains, there are unique and adventurous uh, adventurous experiences to be had by all. And there's just so many reasons to drive along the wonderland that is the Great Alpine Road. Now, if you've never been to Gippsland before, uh, it is southeast of Melbourne. So you head south out of Melbourne and you head down through Warrigal, uh, Garrigan, Mowie, Morwell, Trelgan, Sale, uh, out to Painesville, uh, out to Bairnsdale, Painesville, and out that way. We based ourselves in accommodation at uh, Painesville and went into town at Bansdale. And this bustling town of 24,000 people, it offers travellers so much. After the 2020 bushfires where Bansdale was the hub of the rescue and firefighting efforts, it's now refocusing on welcoming tourists back to this wonderful area. Make sure you make it a destination, and it is a destination where you can stock up, fuel up, and also a place to rest, especially if you're driving a long distance. You'll enjoy a main street with peaceful tree-lined rest areas. There's a huge variety of shops, stores, classic buildings and a great array of cafes and shops and along the length of the main street which is the Princess Highway you'll find those essential fishing, camping and travellers supplies. There's easy parking in large bays for caravans and trailers they can be found all along the main street and when you see the huge spire of St Mary's Church you'll see a fantastic visitor centre right next door but make sure you spend some time to visit the church and be amazed you'll think you are actually in Europe. Bansdale's got four large supermarkets in town. All your family's needs can be met and there's the usual selection of fast food outlets for those needing just a a pit stop along the way. But make sure you take your time to venture to the side streets and you'll discover the historic buildings, plenty more cafes and specialist stores as well. Or on the edge of the main shopping area, you'll find the peaceful tree-lined Mitchell River Walk with a grassy picnic area there too. Art lovers must visit the East Gippsland Art Gallery right next door to the classic architecture of the courthouse. And would you believe it, there are 11 op shops to rouse and several antique stores for a look. To the south, the Mitchell River flows into the Gippsland Lakes through the wonderful and world-renowned silt jetties at Eagle Point, and the view from the bluff is simply sensational, not to be missed. To the north is the Mitchell River National Park with fabulous river scenery, a serene rainforest too, plenty of gullies and rugged landscapes, definitely a town to add to your travel plans. That is Bansdale. Now, we had some uh, accommodation at Painesville as part of a, a gift that I got for one of my birthdays, thanks to dad, mum and my brother and sister-in-law. It was Captain's Cove and you'll find 16 beautifully appointed waterfront apartments perfectly located on the Painesville Canals in the heart of the Gippsland Lakes. They're fully self-contained, offering luxurious king beds in the master bedroom overlooking the water and it is just idyllic. Plus there's smart TVs, high-speed Wi-Fi, a spacious lounge area, fully self-contained kitchen and laundry. With two outdoor patios, you can look across the canal by day or watch the stars at night and you'll certainly get that holiday feeling 
feeling as soon as you drive through the entrance of Captain's Coves, which is set amongst a wonderful, peaceful environment. And each of these little apartments has a private mooring or jetty and a barbecue right out the front of the apartment. You can enjoy the resort facilities, including indoor heated pool, tennis court, basketball ring. Uh, there's bikes you can hire, uh, stand-up kayak, uh, stand-up paddle boards and kayak hire there too. They have three-bedroom, two-storey waterfront apartments uh, for couples and smaller families. And you can also take a five-minute walk to the Esplanade and the Raymond Island Ferries, where you can see the koalas in their natural habitat. Captain's Cove is perfectly located for holidaymakers to enjoy the wider East Gippsland region and it is thoroughly recommended by Jeff and myself. You can find out more, head to their website, captainscove.com.au. Now, the short overseas journey to Raymond Island is on a vehicle passenger ferry and it was quite a novelty for us. By car, you need to pay a fee. By foot or bicycle, it is free. And kids, too, can feel a sense of excitement as the ferry slowly takes off to this very, very special place. You can take the dogs on the lead, too. Many visitors have this unique island on their wish list. And as you leave the ferry, you simply walk along the easy flat roads where you will look up into the gum trees and you'll see koalas either active or fast asleep clinging to a branch. Make sure you take your camera as you will find so many wonderful sights. It was a fantastic little place Raymond Island where we uh, spent many uh, afternoons going for a walk across there. So for us it was the adventure to head on to the Great Alpine Way and it's not to be missed by motorbike enthusiasts too although I was surprised we were there midweek. There wasn't too many adventure riders but I'm sure on weekends and uh, public holidays and the Christmas holidays and uh, so forth there'll be a heap of them around. So you leave Bairnsdale and head for the lovely town of Brooklyn for a refreshment before turning north towards Omeo and the mountains. Take a break though and have a, a wander around. Make sure you put a circle on the map so you don't miss Brooklyn. It's a perfect rest or a fuel stop at the beginning of the Great Alpine Road or as you travel east towards Nowra Nowra and Orbost. It has ample parking for cars and caravans, a lovely central green park with a little picnic rotunda and toilet facilities too. And for those motorbike tourers, it's a great place to stretch the legs before heading up the Alpine Road or resting after that scenic route. Now you can walk to cafes, there's a bakery and op shop, a second-hand vintage collections and a lovely little art gallery there too. The Heritage Precinct is located next to the Arts and Information Centre on the eastern end of Main Street and it makes for an interesting visit with two historic huts that have displays of the day gone by with a specific focus on local transport and law enforcement. The old Fettler's Hut and a former police lockup have displays inspired by stories around the local Indigenous people, explorers, stock routes and the railway. They feature stories of local crime and policing too, so make sure that you do drop into the historic Timber Building, which is now the information centre for all the info regarding the Great Alpine Road and the towns along the way. Perched above the Tambo River, where the mountains level out and meet the river flats, Ruthen is a great area for cycling too on the easy East Gippsland Rail Trail and you'll be refreshed and ready to explore after your legs stretch in Brothen. So we headed north towards Swifts Creek and out towards Omeo, but less than 20k southeast of Swifts Creek is the small little township of Ensay. It's a peaceful little hideaway, perfect for a stop on your journey along this winding road of rivers and hills, and the road just follows the Tambury River along for... Uh, kilometres and kilometres and you can just look down sometimes you're in amongst cliffs as well it's a fantastic sight to to see the magnificent ancient eucalyptus they stand like sentinels on the roadside and the surrounding agricultural land is perfect for sheep and cattle grazing while local cockatoos soar over the land and feast on the surrounding paddocks 
On to Swifts Creek, that's known for its tranquil surroundings. There's local walking paths and a high country art gallery. It offers more, though, than just a quick pit stop. After a bit of exploring, don't forget to stop off at the Albion Hotel, which has recently undergone some light renovations, and there's new management there too. Now, we didn't have time to stick around and really explore the region, but I can tell you that the area was originally settled by the Europeans in the gold rushes of the mid-1800s, so it's uh, certainly got some rich history there for gold enthusiasts like myself so we'll be going back there at a later stage it was just a pass-through unfortunately as we headed on to Omeo. Now from either direction along the Great Alpine Road there is a welcome sight as you roll down into the main street of Omeo. It's a street lined with lovely timber cottages, historic facades and shops. There are several rest areas too and toilet facilities plus an information service centre. Now make sure you look for the Riverside Park which is a large area next to the natural swim pool with a play area for kids and a great covered barbecue space too. Now recently opened is the brand new mountain bike pump track and skills park at the Omeo Rotunda. Absolutely perfect for all ages and a heap of fun too. Visitors can meander along the main street and follow the signs that provide an insight into the historic buildings and the history of the town of Omeo. The historical park and justice precinct are not to be missed and for those who love all things bikes and for the creatively minded visitors there's a series of what we could sort of describe as quirky timber bicycle structures that are, and sculptures that are dotted throughout the town of Omeo. Make sure you take the time to go searching for them with the whole family. It's a lot of fun. You can step back in time and visit Omeo's oriental mining claims where the story unfolds of a real prosperous time when Omeo was home to one of the largest gold sluicing operations in the world. And I'll tell you what, I'll be back there to check out more of the gold. I can give you the tip. Yes, too, Omeo is well-known sort of service centre for cattle and sheep farmers in the region and it's also a nice place to relax after some possibly energetic times in the high country on horseback or hiking. You can stay in romantic hilltop villas and delve into the area's gold mining history while you enjoy acres and acres of cattle grazing land to take in. For scenic countryside you could never imagine in your wildest dreams, visit the Kosciuszko Lookout, which is just off the Great Alpine Road itself, just out of Omeo. There's lots of great four-wheel drive tracks in the district too that is available for the willing and able. And Omeo does get snow in winter, and as you start the climb, for us we sort of did the Great Alpine Road backwards from south to north, but as you start the climb out of Omeo you start to see how the terrain changes you'll see snow gum starting to come into into play and the plains of the high country starting to come in where there's lots and lots of grazing of cattle and not only does the land start changing but the signs start changing too you'll see the fluoro orange uh, snow signs starting to pop up and uh, warning you that in you know, this area is uh, subject to icy roads also snow and you must carry chains in winter so we headed out and up uh, from Omeo and headed towards Dinner Plain You can visit this oddly named Dinner Plain, which is a horseback rider's heaven too, with several local tour operators who operate all year round if you want to get that man from Snowy River uh, feeling. Dinner Plain is the largest recreational horse riding area in Australia, and some enthusiasts have chosen to drive the Great Alpine Road route with a horse trailer in tow just to visit the area and take in a few rides. Those who have a four-wheel drive might like to trek these areas by four wheels too, rather than four hoofs, but Dinner Plain is 
It is one of the um, sort of snow villages. Uh, there's, I think there was four hotels that we counted. There are heaps of accommodation options, cafes and all that sort of thing, that which absolutely is pumping in winter. Of course, when we visited in late November, there were still people there with accommodation when we stopped and had a beer at one of the pubs there. But uh, you can just imagine how it would be absolutely out of control in winter with all those people going up there and enjoying the snow facilities during the winter months. Now, we headed 10 kilometres out of Dinner Plain up to Mount Hotham. And the snow resort of Mount Hotham is a ski enthusiast's delight. And the day that we were there, late November, they had had a foot of snow overnight and there was snow all around. It was unbelievable. There's over 245 hectares of skiing um, skiing area that's available during winter. It's the main draw card to the Great Alpine Road driving route for many people. Known as the high country, this area is great for those who love hiking and horse riding as well as skiing in the winter months, of course. In summer, the well-known Razorback Mountain Hike is aglow with wildflowers and you may wish to choose the Alpine Wild Walk across the Bogon High Plains with plenty of sights to see along the way or simply spend some time mulling over life at Hotham's famous Danny's Lookout which provides views out to nearby Mount Feathertop and again Mount Hotham uh, similar to Dinner Plain but much much bigger obviously on a bigger scale um, Mount Hotham at 1840 um, metres is probably the most jam-packed in winter um, there is just accommodation overload when you drive through this area so plenty of places where there's accommodation there's food hotels uh, all kinds of bits and pieces are really geared up of course for the winter months you now start your descent from descent rather from Mount Hotham down towards Harrietville and this is where it is very uh, windy and the ascent uh, descent and ascent is uh, quite uh, quite dramatic too fantastic sights to see as you head down towards the small community of Harrietville which is surrounded by mountains, uh, forests and offers great serenity located right at the base of Mount Feathertop. Now Harrietville is a former gold mining town uh, located 25 kilometres south of Bright on the Great Alpine Road at the base of Mount Feathertop as I said in the scenic Victorian Alps. The town is particularly attractive in autumn when the blazing colours of its large variety of deciduous trees creates a really spectacular display and that's the same as what you can see at Bright too. The Ovens River meanders through Harrietville lined with attractive parks including the Pioneer Park which features a museum and displays of the region's history. There's a small little commercial centre there too which includes a general store, two hotels and a fine selection of accommodation. 10 kilometres north of Harrietville on the Great Alpine Road is the small little ripping community of Smoko. This town is approximately named after the several large tobacco farms which used to line the road and the Ovens River on its journey through a picturesque valley surrounded by berry farms, nut plantations, forests and mountains. Now Harrietville, it's just a short drive from the major alpine ski resort of Mount Hotham and of course offers you year-round activities for all visitors. And when you follow the Ovens River, You'll find yourself in Bright and that's where you'll be welcomed really by the flowing Ovens River that fits snugly around the town. Bright is a simply breathtaking sight, particularly in the autumn months as I mentioned earlier with Harrietville when the leaves change colour. Make sure you spend some time in Bright where you can discover walking trails, there's lookouts, scenic picnic spots and great food and you can take the caravan all along the Great Alpine Road as well. And the majority of these towns, well all of these towns I should say, I shouldn't say majority, all of these towns are catering for uh, caravans with plenty of large parking areas too. Bright is an attractive holiday township. It's situated on um, the road between Paul Punker and Harrietville in the beautiful Ovens Valley. 
Bright is a real popular tourist centre due to its close proximity to the mountains and ski resorts of Mount Buffalo, Mount Hotham and Falls Creek and other natural attractions such as the Alpine National Park and Mount Buffalo National Park. The commercial centre of Bright extends from the Great Alpine Road to the War Memorial Tower which is located at the roundabout in front of the Alpine Hotel and then heads south along the wide boulevard of Island Street. The towering mountains of the Victorian Alps that provides a scenic backdrop in all directions from the town centre. You will be snapping left, right and centre and uploading it to Instagram. There's a number of attractive parks and reserves that are located within Bright. There's Howitt Park, which stretches along the Ovens River from Star Road to Morses Creek, while Centenary Park continues along the Ovens River from the Morses Creek Junction and out to Mountbatten Road. Both of these parks feature attractive picnic spots and grassy areas which extend right down to the river. There's also a water slide and designated swimming area at the junction of the Ovens River and Morses Creek, which is accessible via a footbridge. Because of the amount of rain that these areas have had over the last sort of well, most of winter and spring, the all the creeks and rivers are absolutely running a banker, so just be bearing that in mind. But to fully appreciate Bright, there's several lookouts located within the surrounding mountains which provide good views over the town and adjacent forest. The most accessible lookout is Huggins Lookout, which is accessed via Baker's Gully Road, and it's around 5 kilometres from the town centre. There's also Clear Spot Lookout, which is 12 k's out of town, and that provides limited views over the surrounding forest. And I guess perhaps the best views over the town itself can be really appreciated from the southerly orientated Apex Lookout, which is accessed via the Mount Porpunka Road. There's also a steep walking track up to the lookout from the main road however you can drive right up to the lookout via a sort of narrow dirt driveway but a four-wheel drive is recommended now bright it is particularly attractive during autumn when as i mentioned those blazing colors of its large variety of deciduous trees creates a spectacular display that is celebrated annually by the bright autumn festival so make sure that you pencil that one in if you have an opportunity to be in that area good spots to appreciate bright's vibrant autumn colors include along delaney avenue where burning red leaves of oak intermingle with the dark green of the cedar trees. There's also Cobden Street near Island Street. That's also a very colourful place in autumn, as are Howitt Park and Centenary Park. Now, six kilometres south of Bright is the historic village of Wollegong, which is natural which is class rather uh, of natural trust classified streetscape. So make sure you can if you can check that one out too. <music> From Bright, you head towards Porpunka, this tiny town that sits again on the Ovens River and is the gateway to Mount Buffalo, best known for its unique granite rock formations, waterfalls and picturesque lookouts. You can also try your hand on a horseback ride or cycle your way around the sites. Some choose to try downhill or cross-country skiing also depending on the season. Porpunka is located, I think it's about 6Ks northwest of Bright and as I mentioned, the gateway to Mount Buffalo and the surrounding National Park. It's got a little small commercial centre featuring a general store, hotel and a few of the little specialty shops. Overlooks the picturesque Ovens River and is surrounded by forests and a scenic mountain range. Apex Park is located on the banks of the Ovens River, offering picnic and barbecue spots and for visitors who want a bird's eye view of the beauty of the surrounding area, there's also quirky little scenic flights available from the Paw Punker Airfield. Now access to the Mount 
Mount Buffalo summit is via Poor Punker from the town's main road junction where the Great Alpine Road meets Mount Buffalo Road and the road to the scenic Buckland Valley. The historic Mount Buffalo Chalet is located 14 kilometres before the summit. The chalet is in the stages of being renovated. However, visitors are welcome to explore its beautiful grounds and there's a number of scenic walking tracks and lookouts that are easy accessible from near the chalet and they lead to several natural attractions including the Crystal Brook Falls. Next destination as you head out of Port Punka is towards Myrtleford which is situated with a major agricultural region on the scenic road between Wangaratta and Bright. Myrtleford has an attractive commercial centre set against the scenic backdrop of a dense forest mountain range. The Reform Hill Lookout, which is located within this mountain range, is just a five-minute drive from the town centre and that offers real commanding views over the town centre and surrounding agricultural fields and valleys. There are a number of attractive parks all located within the town, including Jubilee Park as well as Rotary Park, and you can also... uh, Go to Barwidgee Creek, which features barbecue and picnic areas, a footbridge and the historic log tobacco kiln. There's other attractions within the town, including the Tobacco Co-op, where the landmark Big Cigarette is clearly visible from the Yakandana Road, and the Phoenix Tree on the western entrance to town on the Great Alpine Road, which was carved out of the trunk and roots of a huge river red gum, which was done by a sculptor, Hans Knorr. There are In this area too, there are several wineries, all located in the Myrtleford area, including the traditional Italian, uh, I think it's Michelini wines, close to the town centre, and the Gabstead wines, located a few k's northwest of Myrtleford. Other agricultural industries in the area include farms of nuts, berries, fruits and hops. And you can take a scenic drive along the Happy Valley Road commencing south of Myrtleford at the village of the Ovens. The route heads eastwards through the valley passing through heaps and heaps of wineries. There's an olive grove too and lavender farm. And 21 kilometres south of Myrtleford on the Buffalo River Road is Lake Buffalo which features picnic areas, a swimming beach and a boat launching ramp. The road across the dam wall provides Scenic views across the lake and to the Buffalo River. And south of Myrtleford is the Mount Buffalo National Park, which is named after the mountain peak, which is which is in within the park and is accessed by the small town of Paul Punker. Now on the way through, you can take a, I think it's about 20 k's uh, trek out to, um, and a little detour out to Beechworth. You can sample the history of 1800s gold rush that marked the area of Beechworth. You can take in the sites of the courthouse, where the final trial of the infamous bush ranger Ned Kelly was held. And and treat the taste buds to some delights from the famous Beechworth Bakery. Now, I personally love Beechworth. It's one of Victoria's best-preserved former gold mining towns on the northeast of the state between Wodonga and Myrtleford. It's a popular detour when travelling along the Great Alpine Road between Wangaratta and Bright, so make sure that you do put it on the agenda. Its commercial centre extends along Camp Street and Ford Street, presenting an almost unbroken series of elegant buildings and historic shop fronts, many of which date back to the 19th century. For example, the post office that was built in 1869, the former Bank of Victoria, now a gold jewellery store, dates back to 1857, and there are several historic hotels and churches all located in the town centre. The historic and cultural precinct located in Ford Street is a major attraction comprising of the town's old courthouse, telegraph station, town hall, a museum and a dark cell which is one which is reputed to at one time have housed the infamous bushranger Ned Kelly. 
Beechworth is known for its attractive streets and parks lined with deciduous trees, which again create that intense colourful display in the autumn. And the Latrobe University at Beechworth, they have a campus occupying the site of the former Mayday Hills Hospital, or known as the Beechworth Lunatic Asylum, which was established in 1867. The hospital closed in 1995 and visitors are welcome to explore the site's historical buildings and attractive gardens located at the southern end of Albert Road. Located just east of Beechworth's commercial centre is the Lake Sandbolt Reserve. Now this reserve features a picturesque lake surrounded by barbecues and picnic areas with the lake itself being a popular venue for water and boating activities. Fronting Albert Road, the reserve also includes a wonderful Chinese garden with a couple of ponds honouring the district's Chinese gold rush pioneers. Lake Sambal is the starting point of Beechworth branch of the Murray to Mountains Rail Trail walking and cycling path and that links up with the main track that goes between Wangaratta and Bright. For a scenic drive close to the town centre, follow the one-way 5km Gorge Road route. It begins at the junction of Sydney Road at the Golden Horseshoe Monument. It then runs along the edge of the Beechworth Historic Park with its network of walking trails, there's geological features and relics of the region's gold mining history, which includes a powder magazine built in 1859. There's also scenic views out towards Beechworth Township and countryside to the west, and they can be enjoyed at a couple of large granite outcrops along the route. The bridge where Gorge Road crosses Spring Creek offers an interesting view of the creek as it cascades downhill along a rocky bed. Gorge Road ends at the Newtown Falls near Ford Street. There's also a viewing platform which provides good views of the falls and the Newtown Bridge which was constructed from granite in 1874. That's just some of the history of the area. Now, Beechworth's location at the foothills of the Victorian Alps, it offers visitors the opportunity to to explore a number of surrounding vineyards and to enjoy several scenic drives through the countryside and of the area. Lookouts in the area worth visiting are the, um, the lookout. There's a small town called Stanley and you'll find the Mount Stanley Summit 7 kilometres southeast of Stanley and the Mount Pilot Lookout around 15 k's north of Beechworth on the road to Chiltern. And from Beechworth you head to the regional city of Wangaratta which is centrally located in the northeast of Victoria between Benalla and Wodonga on the main route from Melbourne to Sydney. Wangaratta features a large commercial centre primarily based along the attractive thoroughfare of Murphy Street and extending into adjacent Reed Street. The cultural precinct is located along Ford Street and Oven Street and includes notable landmarks as the towering Holy Trinity Anglican Cathedral built between 1908 and 1909. There's St Patrick's Church which uh, construction commenced in 1865 and the Wangaratta Arts Gallery which was the former Presbyterian Church which was built between 1898 and 1899 and the modern Wangaratta Performing Arts Centre. It boasts a number of attractive parts and gardens all within the town centre and it is situated with I guess an easy drive of major attractions in the area including the vast number of wineries which are around Rutherglen and the gourmet food wine region of Millowa, Oxley and Tarawinji. Wangaratta is at the northern end point of the Great uh, Alpine Road which traverses 
most of the Great Dividing Range and it passes through all year round holiday town of Bright, Mount Hotham, the remote snowy mountains town of Omeo and finally ending up in the large Eats Gippsland regional city of Bairnsdale. So we've done over 300 kilometres from Bairnsdale finishing up in Wangaratta or if you want to do it you can choose rather your destination of Wangaratta and head south down to the Gippsland Lakes area of Victoria. And to put it in perspective of some of the um, travelling time, Wangaratta to Bright, 76 k's about an hour. Bright to Omeo, two hours at 109 k's. Omeo to Bansdale, 121 k's allow two hours. Melbourne to Wangaratta, 239 kilometres or two and a half hours. Melbourne to Bansdale, three hours at 283 k's if you want to do the lot. Melbourne to Wangaratta, Bansdale to Melbourne, 828 k's over 11 hours. The Great Alpine Road is a fully sealed all-weather road. Uh, Other road conditions, there are gravel roads uh, will be experienced from uh, Lake uh, Omeo to the Omeo Valley, although the Falls Creek to Omeo Highway which is the Bogon High Plains Road, is now sealed. It is still closed in winter and there are plenty of maps available. If you want to find out more about the Great Alpine Road, there's actually a visitor's guide that you can download and you can also pick up one from the local areas and it has a wealth of information and detail. You can find out more, head to the website which is greatalpineroadguide.com.au and it's your guide to travelling the Great Alpine Road. It's a free visitor's guide, as I said, that you can pick up for all uh, destinations along the Great Alpine Road and from the local visitors centres as well. Trust you've enjoyed a quick 300 kilometre journey um, from the south of Bansdale right through the Great Alpine Road and finishing up at Wangaratta. Make sure you put it on your bucket list. It would be great to see that in autumn as well with all those beautiful colours of the autumn trees all throughout that particular region and of course it is a winter wonderland there too but you can visit it in the spring and in summer as well. My name's Nikki Shay, you've been listening to the Road Less Travel Podcast and I hope to catch you out there very soon on the road. Talk to you next week. Thanks for your company. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. The Road Less Travel is presented by Nikki Shay and produced by Fat Cat Media.